Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and me, Jason. <laughs> that's you went. That's your first time you went with that. <laughs> that's how we tried a new intro. It was, it was already over the minute I started talking. That that's the way I had to come out. Yeah, you forgot we were doing the new intro, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's the new <sighs> thing we're doing." Jason, me, use words. Um, so, uh, you know, we can get right into a little bit of content. I started watching Artemis Owl today, uh, the new uh, movie by Disney that just came out on Disney Plus. Oh, wait, tell me about it. I don't even know about it. Oh, yeah, so one of those summer movies that Disney was planning to put out called Artemis Fowl. It's based on, it's a YG novel, you know. um, Oh, uh, that's why I don't know. Sci-fi, fantasy kind of uh, uh, movie, book. And uh, they they released it out on uh, on Disney Plus. It hasn't gotten great reviews, but everybody does a really bad accent. And it's Josh Gad plays like a, a dwarf, but like a, a regular sized human that's a dwarf. So he calls himself a dwi- giant dwarf. Um, oh, okay. And uh, and but he just does this wor- the worst accent. And there's so many like weird little leprechauns. On purpose. That's my voice. Yeah, on purpose. I'm okay, sure he has correction to it, but yeah. Wait. So Nancy said that brightened her day. What that that you saw Artemis. Oh no, that I um I made awesome Hi, because I'm because I said it's me, Jason. Yeah, that is great. By the way, Thank <laughs> I'm glad you brightened my day too. I can't, I can't disagree, Nancy. Uh, so you liked it or didn't like it? I can't I can't understand. Um, it's is it ironic? Fine. No, it's 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 a kids movie for kids, and it's so why are you watching it? Because I I also spent a lot of time um, watching. Uh, the Green Lantern uh, animated series this week, Bruce Timm's Green Lantern uh, series. And that was Seth Rogen. No, no, no. That's a that's a Green Hornet. Um, Does anyone know? Uh, Ryan Reynolds was in the Green Lantern. Yeah, that was like it didn't work with the Green Lantern. Try Deadpool. Like yeah. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> like that one worked. That one worked because you got to actually. No try one even and- minded. Yeah, exactly. Nobody even cared. They're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Green Lantern's now Deadpool. It works. Yeah, well, and then that's all the meta jokes about like the when he's like playing with the dolls and all the little pictures in this the movie. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the green. But I I did sit. I I watched all that cartoon this week, and now I am. Uh, but wait, now did you re- like it? I, it was, <laughs> telling us what you watched, but you're not telling us if you liked it. It was fine. It was like a nice little escape movie. I didn't feel like. I don't feel like. Oh, I I'm so glad, and I can't wait for Artemis Artemis Fowl too. But I also was like. There are elves and leprechauns and like things. Oh. Is that was that a good? Is that a good? No, I'm laughing. Stephanie, uh, my wife, just posted. <laughs> How much Cliff has to learn about your child life? I, I'm, I'm, Stephanie, I'm 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 realizing this thing. <laughs> I don't. I'm not I ain't mad at it. I'm just saying it's like, for me, the childlike is is R-rated or you know or Pixar. It's not. Uh, it's not. Let me watch uh, Escape to Witch Mountain with The Rock. Right. Oh, that one is so bad. I saw that in the theater because that's you how that my kid was. See, I had a reason. Oh yeah. Well, I have same a- reason. I had to watch Victorious <laughs> and Wizards of Waverly Place and all the damn shows I had to watch because of my kid. 
starting in the year 2000, about 2000, 2001, right in there. Um, I think it was 2000 mm -hmm. when Shrek came out. Um, I had just broken up with a, an exception. Yeah. Well, I just broke. Well, I mean, I don't even mean this in the kids form. This is just a, this a little bit of a story about little story about me. A little backstory on Jason. Go. I, I, I didn't go to um, movies alone, but I, I had just broken up with somebody. And so I want, but I want to do something. So I went to a movie alone and went and saw Shrek and I loved it and it was fun. And I watched it uh, like 10 more times. And I, um, I downloaded the monkeys. Uh, uh, I'm a believer and listen to that in my car for like the next 10 days and, and still to the, and, and when I say 10 days, I mean, till yesterday. And, um, and so that just became like my thing. I'd go to a movie <laughs> by myself on my birthday and I'd make sure it was like a kid's movie. Cause there's always a good family movie that comes out during that time. And so that started when I was 23, 24 years old is about the time that that started. And it was fine until I hit about 33. 34 and realized I'm the only adult male in the whole theater without a child watching Kung Fu Panda 2. So it took a while. You really, it's, it's, you have the, you know, you have the heart of a, of an 11 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And I still wanted to go. I just, that's, that's right. why getting married, having a kid helped me a lot. Cause then I could, I could take her. She doesn't have to necessarily pay <laughs> attention. Your beard. But yeah, I'm not Sarah's a Sarah's your beard. Yeah. yeah. She's my beard. It's like, she doesn't want to go see Kung Fu Panda 3. I do. I don't want to see this. Stepdad, no. I, I have to beg her sometimes. Like, please, Fuck just, off. oh, I please, used one. Please just go go see Twirls World Tour with me, and she's like, oh, no, like please, please, you're my only person, and she's like, oh, fine, fine, and so she'll do it. But uh, it was after yeah. uh, four minutes, so I think we're okay. A <laughs> couple of things about your backstory. Um, first thing is, um, I think there's two kinds of people. I think there's the people who are go to the movies alone people. And people who aren't like for me, I grew up, my grandma Sylvia would take me dry. I beg her. She dropped me off at the Fresh Meadows Twin in Queens. And then it became a quad. When they expanded that theater to a quad, that was my whole day. Now you could drop me off at like the uh, 11 o'clock show and I'm jumping theaters. No one was even thinking about jumping theaters back then. Oh, yeah. Jumping theaters in Queens. Then I'd walk outside, go to the bagel mush. So I've been going to movies alone since I'm prepubescent. Mm -hmm. That's yep. a tough one to roll off the tongue. Prepubescent. It's not. A, it's not a phrase you have to say a lot either. So it's not like you should master it. It's Thank not God. like. Yeah. This is all a part of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about here, Jason. Thank you for recognizing what's going on. <laughs> See, this has been an intervention. Have you ever? Have you? I'm a believer. Is fantastic, Rod Smith. Your dad is says I'm a believer. Is one of his all time favorites. What, what's bad about it? So is Daydream Believer. Oh yeah, Daydream Believer. I mean, so is Hey Hey. We're the monkeys. So is yeah, uh, I mean, they did that on the uh, Modern, Modern Family episode. Last change to Clark, Clarkstown? Clarkstown? Yeah, they have, a, they have at least 10 great songs. Who cares? They're the, um, they're the monkeys. I have a question for you. Have you ever gotten caught jumping theaters? Did you ever get caught or have to talk your way out? Uh... I mean, I can't remember anything that was uh, like that stayed with me where I ever got like bounced from a theater or ever like oh. had some kind of sweat. So, no, it was always pretty mellow. I don't think the people get paid enough there to really give a I, crap. I got caught once when I was 19, 18, sneaking into Boogie Nights. Because we were just, mm -hmm. we were actually, we weren't jumping theaters. We were actually sneaking into the movies through the back door. It's yeah, different. Yeah, that I got caught on. I didn't I ever get caught. One admission. Yeah, <laughs> I I usually did too. This was with some other friends, and uh, we uh we ended up going down and uh, getting there. And they they came into the theaters like, hey, you um you need to come out here for a second. And they said that uh, they need to see our tickets. And I was like, I don't know where my ticket is. I, like, well, I don't think you bought one. I was like, 
and I tried to lean into it like really mm-hmm. hard, but he knew when I was trying to lean into it that I didn't have a ticket and it so was, so you got busted, you got kicked out. I got kicked out. I got kicked so out. So where'd you see boogie nets? Um, I think, <laughs> I think after that, I ended up just waiting until it came out on video. I watched it VHS style, the way the pornos were watched back then in the, in those days. VHS. Yeah. VHS. I saw behind the green door and mm. uh, insatiable for the first time, Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. VHS, the old, old standby, but no, I, uh, I only got Lohan was going to play Linda Lovelace. And oh, yeah. I, I believe that. like, uh, who's that other, she's such a great actor. What's her name from the big love, um, with the pouty face. Love with the pouty face. Yeah, the, Let me, the, the, the uh, Chloe. Um, she's a, Chloe? a huge fan. She's a huge star now. I mean, I just can't. Uh, she's been with the same agent forever. Why am I blanking on her name? Was it? Well, there's. I'm trying to guess. Uh, it was a Chloe Savini. It's not Chloe Savini. No. Uh, no Jennifer. No, this is Goodwin? younger, much younger. Jennifer Goodwin. Amanda Siegfried. Seyfried. Yes, Seyfried. Yes. Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Seyfried. Seyfried. It was talent is the is the last name. So I mean, but that um, I think she ended up playing Linda Lovelace. They did make a movie. You know, yep. Linda Lovelace is Jason. Or you? Yeah, um, she was. Uh, she was the star she of Insatiable. She was the star of Insatiable. She was like the original porn star. That's what I thought. That, oh yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the one about. Yes, I, I do remember. Yes, I know who that is. I'm looking at pictures. I have pictures. Now I remember. Yeah, I knew some of the, the, you know, growing up, like when I was a kid and they were adults, basically, I knew some of the adults that were uh, involved with uh, getting her to sign the contract that she signed. I was like, oh, that's, it felt like at the time, it was like, yay, and then I don't want to look back at it, I'm like, that's really just horrible. Yeah, for like, real. That was a thing you were talking about. Like, it was like the kids. Like, I really, I just, like, it just hit me. I actually haven't thought about that, I don't think, in 30 years, maybe longer. Eh, listen, that's what happens. <laughs> well, the 70s were such a in- an interesting time with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Different era. I mean, really bygone, you know, and I remember it still viscerally, even just being such a small, you know, first whatever it was, uh, 10 years of my life or 12. I think it was 12 when we went into the, the 80s. So it just got prepubescent. Yeah. Right at 1980. <laughs> boom. The 80s exploded with Cliff Dorfman. At 13, like I remember at my bar mitzvah, I walked after my bar mitzvah, I walked with a buddy up to the Merrick Theater on Merrick Avenue to go see Nighthawks with, you know, Sly and uh, Rucker Howe, rest his soul. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember going to the theater. I couldn't wait to see that movie. I I, I don't don't think I've watched it since then. I wonder if it holds up. I I can't imagine it does. I can't imagine it does. Uh, Most... Outside of uh, Rocky and maybe Cobra, there's not a lot of uh, Sly stuff from back then that holds up too well. Sly was holding an M60 and shooting it, with, like with his shirt off, and like no bullets were searing his chest. Well, and no shell all- casings were were flying. Like she was able to hold it too and, and hold it straight. Was it a, was it a true like? I feel like because they try and make Sly yes. look like he's six foot three, even though he's yes. like five six, five yeah, they seven. Do a good so job. So I'm wondering if they, they, they built the M60 to scale, right? Like if it was a true <laughs> M60 size or like the size of M60, a six-foot man, it's hell what, By the way, you're probably right. And either way, whatever they did, it's not about Sly. There is no – did we talk about it on this show? Is that – did we have what? this conversation? A little that, bit. Yeah, that about you can't hold an M60. Yeah. Like it's not – you can hold it to transport it and put it on top of a machine gun uh, stand or on top of a Humvee, but you're yep. not – 
using it as a as a holding like even when you play it in Call of Duty, you're like, I'm not holding an M like how are you thinking this is something yeah, and you're definitely not walking with it. <laughs> Have you ever tried to shoot a fifty caliber gun? Oh, I've I've seen in the military. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a fifty caliber. I've shot a I, I've shot a large caliber weapon. I've I've not shot a fifty. But um somebody brought one to my high school once. So I got to hold. <laughs> I got to hold a lot it. of people brought, brought guns to your high school. Yeah, well, it's Reno, and and that Those she got sparks. a little bit of trouble. She got, yeah, she had to go home that day. Um, Actually, she didn't mean to bring it. She was it was on, she was on her way to something else. Like, of course. I mean, what were the, what's the gun rules in Sparks? You know, like have one. Yeah, have one. You yes, know, have carry it. There's no concealed <laughs> weapon like issue. Anyone could carry a gun, right? If yeah, you were I mean, old enough. It's pretty much like anywhere else, but it wasn't you know because it's a little bit of a more small town mentality. It wasn't as you know people didn't freak out. And you know, different time. All right, we digressed a little, so we're going back. You didn't love the movie. You didn't love the show, the no. cartoon. I loved the cartoon. The Green Lantern cartoon was bomb. I oh. watched. Through, I went through like twenty-five episodes of that. Like, is that new? No, it's really it's from two thousand. Um, but it's the same guy that did that Batman the animated series back in the day, Bruce oh, yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's that same style, the same people. Oh no, what? Oh, nothing. Um, Ginger's here and now. She can hear us. Oh, she can't hear me. So I'm gonna see if I can get. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna yeah. try and bring her on. We want, want to do an intro for her, of um, um, and see if um, this works. Well, Otherwise, the intro I'm gonna do is more like. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jason. What were you gonna say? Oh, uh, she had to go off. Uh, she had to jump off, so she she'll be right. Yeah, she'll come back on. She'll be all fine. Okay. Um, so to finish, what? And then we'll just talk about her because I, I can't do like a very uh, wait. Hey, Uncle Jason, still? <laughs> What'd you read that? What's your mom saying? Oh, so no, salty. So didn't bring me edibles. <laughs> oh no! My I I think I promised my niece your that I bring her wrote? edibles to a wedding. <laughs> you did not. All right, so here's Ginger. Let's see if we can get her on the working. No, I did not. Okay, do we have it? So wait, I want to talk about her a little before. Yeah, we, we have her. But but yeah. we have her like ready to go. And she can hear us because I, like I can see her nodding. Human when like that, but she's 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 good. Yep. She's all fun. Yeah, she's she's smiling. Right. She can hear me. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so let's talk about our our guest today. Um, First of all, I've been a fan for a very long time, but it's interesting how I became a fan. And this is what I talk about, uh, about a body of work. Because I thought I, you know, uh, I'm going to fit this in the frame, discovered her in Kidding. And I see this fully formed character that she plays, which we'll talk about a little with her. But, and then I realized, crap, I, I've seen her. Oh, wait, didn't I see her in I'm Dying Up Here? Didn't I see her in uh, Wrecked? And I see her, in, and then it's just, and then it's like more and more things. She has been working yeah. since the womb. I, I can't like she does not stop working. It's like she, a, a Josh Gad. She's even in a show that um, we have a show, well, called The Grolic Save the World. Um, those who can't. And she was even in Those Who Can't. She's you know we've connected through that too. She's been a voice on American Dad on Family Guy. I mean, it's like there's nothing. I feel like I, I want to ask her. She's done video games, all right? But on top she of has. that, her new. She has. Of course she has. Yeah, of course she has. <laughs> I mean, but like, I'm not at all, I'm not at all surprised. And her the newest thing she's on is with Steve Carell uh, on Netflix, which is called Space Wars. It's like the most downloaded thing. Not yeah. the most, but it's up there. It's it, goes, like, it, goes, it goes Space Force and that weird sex movie that... Uh, that oh yes, uh, that was the other one, the weird 351. That Jacqueline shared with us yesterday, yes. Which, which our guest is not in, let's be very not clear, <laughs> is not in, but her newest show, Space Force, is on Netflix right now, ladies and gentlemen, Ginger Gonzaga. Hi, if you can hear me, I'm... I hear you great. Work? Okay, it great. notifications, I didn't know. <laughs> no, 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 hey, hey, how you doing? Thank nice you. to see Hi. you, thank you for being here. Likewise. 
I'm trying to see both of you now. I don't know. No, no, no. Jason goes. I, I normally hide off so, so we get a better view of you guys. I just jump in with. Uh, with and we're kitchen. It's so lame. Yeah. Okay. Well, bye. <laughs> nice to meet you, Ginger. I'll be back in to make random comments throughout the. the <laughs> okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, and if you have any questions or anything, he'll look stuff up for us. It's great. Oh, cool. All right. Okay, so, Ginger. <laughs> so you are where you in LA or New York or where are you quarantined? Oh no, did I lose you again? <sighs> well, here I am. Hey, I know, hey. I know. I know, I'm but, by the way, I can't wait to, to like talk to her. I know, me too. And of course it happens on, on this, you know, like I love all our guests, but I am a big fan of this one. So it's like, I want to just start talking. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to do with my connection. I'm sure somehow I did this. Uh, Are you trying to work it out? She'll be back. Yeah, well, well, we got plenty of time. I don't have to intro her again though. Oh yeah, no, we could, we'll just bring her back in as soon as I, as soon as I start, bring her back. But in the meantime, yeah. Um, Talk, can you tell, I mean, we don't have to get into kidding too much. I, I started watching it late, but mm -hmm. tell everybody that doesn't know about kidding, what kidding, that show, a little bit about that I show. I mean, you know, at first glance, it's easy to say that it's, you know, oh, imagine if Mr. Rogers was on crack, you know, and he lost one of his two kids in an accident and his marriage was falling apart and he was having a nervous breakdown and his whole family was uh, controlling him for his whole life. And it turns out he's actually partly sociopathic. Sorry, I was describing uh, kidding, uh, you know, which, uh, do we have her still? Oh. We've frozen. There you are. Yes, the way, I'm back. You look like, you, yes. you look like your Driving kitchen's kidding. like a yeah. restaurant. Uh, I guess it, it, I wish it was. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I see like the little blackboard but, there, yeah, like very, what you're out uh, of. I don't know. I know. Well, out of, uh, I don't know, soda and Xanax, I think, right now. <laughs> I, could, I could use a soda and a Xanax right um, now. I didn't hear anything. I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. We're working on this. We're going to get this. Uh, we're but gonna I, don't, I was just. Go ahead. Out. So I. Oh. Oh, Ginger, I can't hear you. I'm so sorry. I, I know. We could see you, though. And we I know, I see her. Do you hear us? Yeah, this... Uh, can man, you hear me? I'm so bummed. Oh, wait, she came oh. back. Yeah, I can hear you. Cell phone okay, good. Now we can hear Oh, yay. All right. I said yay, but that's how happy I am. Hello? Yes. Look at that. Now I can do it? Okay. So, okay. Everyone's okay. working. I'm so sorry. Everyone's working. Great. So okay. I was talking about... I, I was talking about kidding. Uh, before you know, when you yeah. got disconnected, I was just saying about the uh, about what it was. If I had to describe it, and of course, it takes me like uh, forty seconds to talk about the deepness of the show. That was a that was a big role for you, I'd say, right? Oh, I I think it's a very um I love that role. I love playing Vivian. Um, it you know the character had so much to her, and it's a really unique show. You know, I loved working with Michelle Gondry, the director. Mm -hmm. um, he did Eternal Sunshine. He's just like such a visionary. And um, yeah, I love any role that has just like that much um, depth to it. That's super dynamic. You know, my character has cancer, but she's also like still in a real, you know, willing to kind of be in a, rep a relationship, but willing to die and kind of giving up. And um, but, you know, really sardonic, which I also like to play. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, this is the thing about that character. It's a very fully formed character, and I say this specifically for a female, especially, you know, where you have yeah, something yeah. that's not revolving around the male character. It happens to interact yeah. 
But you had a yeah. full life that, I guess, was it Holstein, uh, David, and, and uh, Benabib? Are those the writers? Yeah, Dave Holstein's the creator of the show. Yeah. Right. And so he, he created that whole Vivian storyline. And, um, and we had a lot of really cool writers on the show. But I want to ask you a question about that, because what, what, what got me in the gut in that role was when you find out you're, you're going to live. And yeah. you're like, yo, I'm out. It's the coldest move I've ever seen. And I always wanted to ask you, I said, if I ever get to talk to him and ask you this question, what mm. choice did you make before you decided to leave? Like, whatever you explained to him or whatever excuse there was inside, what was your character's choice? Um, well, that's an interesting episode. Um, that's episode seven. Um, and it's such a, a difficult episode. You know, it's after a really beautiful moment of love. And then I choose to leave Jim's character. And it's um, even more on my mind because it's written by uh, Jas Waters, who just passed away this week. Um, so sorry. The way that it was originally written was very, very cold. And if it had been the way it was originally written, then my character would have been a sociopath. It was so jarring and cold. So I talked to the writers and um, tried to soften it up. And, and we did so that my motivation for myself could be that uh, Jeff Pickles had inspired me to live, but inspiring me to live, I'm realizing, you know, as a person and as a woman, how much I do have in my life and how much more I do need to handle for myself. And that doesn't necessarily involve um, a man or in that moment taking care of a man and caring for his feelings. But I think she's realizing how much attention she needs to give herself so that she can be her best. And I think she learned um, through a, a near-death experience and through the beauty of being told that she should continue to live how much more she has to do for herself to thrive, and I think it just needed to be a very isolated moment for herself, and not out of a lack of love at all. I, th you know, she still loves Jeff. Oh, Pickles. I didn't get that at all. She just kind of learned. Good. That she didn't like him. Well, you no, no I didn't just, get like, that. Him? No, 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 not at all. I got that you absolutely had love for the guy, but it was a moment where you had to turn yeah. your love into like inward for yourself, much more so than outward. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like he taught me. Or he inspired me to remember that my life is worth living. And I think that um, that means she has to honor that, honor her value and maybe mm -hmm. spend more time focusing on that. And just knowing like to, that you can't waste any time when life is so precious. So if this, if Jeff Pickles isn't her end all be all, then she doesn't need to waste his time and she doesn't need to waste her time. But it's still a relationship that was lovely and mutually beneficial, I think, even though it ends up being heartbreaking for him. No, it's really deep. So I want to move on to... Um, to I'm and I will just add... Wait, go ahead, please. Go I ahead. will just add that he's initially in that relationship with her, even mm -hmm. though he ends up like really, really loving her for the long haul, he's initially in that relationship because he knows there's a yes. ticking clock. So he felt safety in knowing that I was going to die. And we right, both, both kind of did. did. And then when I wasn't going to, yeah, it's kind of like she made that decision, like, no, this isn't going to be for forever. Yeah. 
Well, what I what I notice is, and why I was going to go to, I'm dying up here, is this 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 trend I see. You play these very strong, very strong female characters who are very open, oh, and very upfront about whether it's your sexuality, your political views, uh, your your show business views. In in you know, uh, uh, I'm dying up here, and you inspire the, the the other guy. You know, I forget his name with the glasses to basically go make it big from living in the closet. I mean, this is not a yeah. small thing, but it's again do you see parallels in these roles at all um i pick my characters very carefully and i want them to um you know i don't need to always play a powerful person i don't need to play someone who's maybe necessarily strong but i want them to be powerful in their personality so like on i'm dying up here maggie I love that she doesn't give a shit. She has zero shame about sex, and it's the seventies, and she yeah, has zero shame about as we as women shouldn't, you know. And yep. and so I like that. And even for myself, like doing love scenes, like I choose what love scenes to do. I on I'm dying up here, you know. I think that scene's really funny. I oh, it's like. Great. I love it. And also, you'd never think you'd be with that guy in a million years, which also gives <laughs> everyone out there like this weird, like, glimpse of hope. Like, that could happen. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, Maggie right? on that show, she's, she, doesn't, she doesn't care. And she's actually based off a real person that Jim Carrey used to live with when he first moved here, who was always walking around with no underwear on. And so that's, it's funny to be based <laughs> off a real person. But, um, I love that. I, that I that do, is fantastic. Yeah. I will say, I think Maggie is like, Scrappy, you know. I think that mm -hmm. she's very strong in knowing who she is, and she might be a little low rent, and she might not be like you know. Later throughout the the series, she like gets you know basically into a little bit of like you know a lot of really um, magical thinking, but it does work mm -hmm. for her, you know. So it's like whatever oh, avenue took her there, like bless her, you know. <laughs> I love yeah, it. And, she goes you from know, like yeah, go ahead. From nothing to like having a job on you know, let's make a deal to like actually having a job, you know? I know. It, it's and, yeah. and also how things happen then. It was a very interesting, uh, it was a very interesting series. I love that show. But what also is interesting, it's like yeah. Wrecked came, correct me if I'm wrong, but Wrecked came after this, right? No, Wrecked was before I'm Dying Up Here and I quit after the first season and then was able to do I'm Dying Up Here, I think because of it. Yeah. Okay, because you play these, I mean, again, you have humor in everything you do, but you're, you play a lot of serious, yeah. these, these are, you know, roles with some gravitas, and you're from UC. Yeah, I think it's all the pay cable. Oh, wait, say so again, yeah. I want to hear that. I said, I just think, any, especially if it's on pay cable, it'll have a lot more gravitas, yeah. Right, but you come from a, a comic background, right? Like you're uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, and uh, did you go, what did you go, UCSB, we study theater? Tell me. Yeah. Um, I didn't study theater, and I didn't really do UCB. I'll, I'll pop in at a show if I need to. But UCB kind of started after I'd already started working. So I did a lot of Groundlings, oh, and I did some Second City, and I did stand-up. So I really knew that world from, you know, for... Um, it, it was weird to, like, have all my stand-up mm -hmm. friends playing stand-up comics, and then I had done stand-up, but I'm not playing one of them. <laughs> Um, on that you, show, you, you did stand but, see. I did not know this about you. You were a stand-up. Do you, you know? Do you do it anymore or no? I I don't. I might get up if I have the time. Um, and I usually, if I feel the need to to go back into it again, it's usually if I'm on a drama where I don't feel like I can 
get either my own writing out or my own comedy out, you know, so I'm kind of like missing that element of it. But yeah, when I first started in LA, kind of when I was on, you know, the waiting list to get to the higher levels at the Groundlings after a certain mm-hmm. point, it can be like a year to three years. So oh, I started wow. doing a lot of stand up and I did like tours for the troops, you know, with women for oh, the American how was troops. That? Um, how was that? It was uh, wow. fascinating. It was really um, sad, actually, yeah. you know. We, we went to uh, South Korea, which at the time was the drop off point if anyone had been in Afghanistan. So it was kind of like this weird vacation, I guess you could call it, where if people had been in Afghanistan, they got to like kind of relax in South Korea. Furlough in in South Korea. Yeah. So it was like, (laughs) it was, you know, you'd hear these people's stories and you're like, oh God, you know, like they would say thank you after a show and they would be like, they would be like, thanks. We went to three suicide funerals today. I really needed that. And then you're just like, ah, oh my God. Oh yeah. Like, like you're really helping. Yeah, like it's really beneficial here. This yeah. is medicine for sure. I mean, with the, yeah. okay, so you did the stand up for a while. So, so okay, I want to jump ahead a little because I got to talk a little about Space Force, which yeah. I really watched completely. I'm in love with. Uh, first, did you love doing the show? I loved doing that show. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, John Malkovich and Steve Carell. I, I, it's, it's magic. Their dreams. Everyone on that show is so kind, and Greg Daniels created that show who, who worked on the office with Steve and he's so, so kind. And so, I mean, I, I've been on shows where that's not the case. And I think every, you know, if, if someone like Greg is at the top, they're always going to hire really, really talented people who are also sweet and care about people. And like every department there is, is just the best. And I love, I love John Malkovich and Steve so much. And I also got to work with like so many of my friends, like you know, Dan Backadal's on that show. We were on FX's mm-hmm. Legit together. Jane Lynch is on that show. We were on Angel from Hell together on CBS. And so yep. it was a it right was next to her. You and yeah, Jane in, was, the, in the Congress or Congress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was it. interesting, like looking at my career, because even the head writer of that show gave me my first three jobs. So it was like what this weird, like, what, what, commemorative. Who was the writer and, and what were the jobs? So the writer's name is Brent Forrester. He's he's great. He used to work for The Simpsons, and he works a lot for Greg Daniels or Judd Apatow. And he gave me, uh, I did some pilots for Comedy Central, and then I did a um, a show for NBC that was kind of like a waiting for Guffman type thing called In Gale We Trust with uh-huh. Elisa Donovan from Clueless, and Fred Willard was on it, and a bunch of groundlings, oh, and it was just show. like an improvised small town funny show. Yeah. And now all that way later, this is a relationship, and now, boom, you're on playing this feisty congresswoman who's giving Steve Carell a bunch of shit about a space program. I know. It's so fun. It's so fun to think that I got to have the power over John Malkovich. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really great, and you get yeah. to come on. I mean, now now I don't I haven't watched the news in like seven years because it's I, I can't do. Oh my god! So, but what I yeah. do know is a little bit. But please tell me, is it based off this this uh, woman uh, congressperson in um, in New York, the 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 it, one who used to be in the service yeah. industry? Yeah, Ocasio Cortez. Um, yes. Yeah, it's based off of her. So you know, loosely, I'm not, and that's yes. why I don't have to do a carbon copy impression, but enough to know that. That's what we're doing. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And I wanted to do, um, you know, like a compassionate impression that would be satirical and silly and not necessarily hurt her feelings, even though they're poking fun at her. We poke fun at everybody. I think it's that's yeah. palatable for everybody. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And, and I, I didn't realize conflict. only two people have impersonated her. 
What's that? Well, yeah, no, no. First of all, yes, you that that is true. It's you and one other. And the other thing I was going to say was that it's like your character is really bringing the only conflict of like, is this space program not going to get the financing, not going to get the funding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like otherwise they're 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 running pretty smooth. It's not that they're just battling against themselves. When you come in, you're like, Wait, what are <laughs> no. you spending this money on? So yeah, you know. that's the taxpayers' money. Yeah. Now, yeah. let me ask you something. When you're on set there, while this is going on, I know um, Jason was telling me there was an announcement right when the show got sold, uh, first about from uh, the president guy who's uh, said there's going to be a Space Force. And then the show got sold like that day or something. And you guys are using the real name and everything. Like, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, the military's not even stopping it. What was it like on set with all that? Were they knowing, like, all right, we're making an impact here, we have to be careful, or what? Well, I knew that I think, I don't know if it was on set. So Space Force got announced. And then I think the show burst out of that announcement. And someone from Netflix, like, contacted Steve and Greg. And they were like, do you want to make a show about Space Force? So I think it all happened that day. I'm trying to think if we had any other, if we had any good real-time news on set. I don't think so. If we were filming right now, we would have had a bunch. You know, like the aliens, the UFO, and all that stuff. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my God. I really, I love you. Uh, Jason, what did I tell you before she came on? I love this person. Okay. The only person, except for me, who will bring up the fact that, by the way, the Pentagon debriefed the entire world that there are aliens. Please. Yeah. This happened, right? Please. Yeah, and they had that whole video, and it looked like a TIE fighter, for crying out loud. Yeah, the Tic Tac. But it from was the, the height of COVID, and it was just like, we can't be bothered. Yeah, That's when they yeah, dropped it yeah, on yeah, purpose. They said that Tic Tac is not of this world, which means yeah. it's of another world. Someone else is flying that effing thing. They're yeah, aliens. I love it. Yeah. Okay. You know, Jason, there's there's trigger word, for there to not be uh, other life forms. Yeah. You, you used his trigger word. Um, the magic word, which is UFOs. So good luck with this. Yeah. It's like, UFOs. look, I believe in consciousness. I believe in a collective consciousness. We were all one and connected. So for there to be other life forms, of course there are other life forms. If you have one soul course, big so enough to jump into nine universe. dimensions. Yeah, none of us yes. are here. None of us are here. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine thinking we're, we just got so lucky. Earth is the only place with life forms when there's just like, beautiful like atmosphere. so much yeah. <laughs> you can't breathe anywhere else except here. Yeah, because that's how we made it. That's how, yeah, and that's yeah. how we live. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's why we made it that way, because these meat suits yeah. had to have this air to breathe. If we wanted to live on Mars, we'd create a different thing, and there's all these people. Do- yeah. Oh, right. Why is no one talking about this? And that's know. why the Pentagon's smart. They just slipped yeah. in. Oh, there's aliens. I don't know why they did it then. I think they were, I think. We, I think people would um, appreciate it more if it hadn't been during such a crazy news cycle. You know, if it had been a random did it. day without, I know, I know. It's subterfuge. They used COVID as subterfuge and then it got, you know, unfortunately it got sandwiched with the most awfulness ever, which, you know, oh, rest us all. Yeah. So we have, yes, so, so everyone's going aliens. Oh, what are you talking about? I didn't see that. You know how many people I've had to like show this thing from the Nimitz? I'm like, it happened in 2003. I don't show on this. I had a CIA guy in here, Mike Cole, talking about it. Yeah, with the soil that we found that was like, it it would not take water. It was water insoluble. It had a pH of like 9.2. Yeah, because the UFO landed there. Just saying. Just saying. Oh my God. Sorry, hold on. 
Don't be. This is great. I love that you knew that they're in. And no one's talking about it. It's like the biggest thing I've ever heard in my life. And no one's saying, oh, by the way, there's uh, aliens flying spaceships that the Pentagon can't. I don't think we can be bothered. I think I think there's so much to handle on Earth right now that You're it right. seems like a lot to also include By the, way, the aliens, especially when we haven't well fixed said. our own race problems. And you oh. know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, now you're going to tell me that there's aliens and we're going to decide not who's more important. Oh, my God. I that can't. would fix yeah. our race problems. Like uh, what's his name said that old, old president said, imagine if someone came down from space. And they were like, All we're sudden, better. <laughs> yeah, we'd be united. Everyone would be united. Yeah. No one no one here would care. It would be us against, you know, what's coming in. Yeah. So mm. have you heard anything about season two on Space Force? Um, I I would imagine they would do one. <laughs> I Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um yeah. <laughs> I just I don't, don't have know. any news. They haven't, they haven't called you yet. So, okay. Yeah, I, I it's think, fine. They're going to call you soon. I think they kind of started writing multiple seasons from the beginning, just because it's yeah. going to constantly be writing itself. You know, just like with this, they're going to, we now we need an episode about the UFO, you yes, know? about the TikTok. And, yeah, and then we yeah. need the TikTok. It's so funny. Yeah, it's a TikTok. Then, Go watch uh, it. They called it the TikTok. I know. I like how excited right. the pilot was. He's like, oh, my God. Dude, I never said, what is that? Yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He's just Fun. honest. And no yeah. acting there. I, this is awesome. There's no um, in your eyes. All right, now I want to ask you, you directed something recently, right? Did you write it? Yeah, yeah. Or just direct it? I wrote it and directed it, and I'm in it. That's how What's I save myself money. Yeah. <laughs> Just put myself in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a short film, a rather long short film. It's 30 minutes. It's actually mm -hmm. going to be on this site called Amaletto on Monday, which has like 4 million subscribers. So I think I'll get a lot Amaletto? of people to see it. Amaletto? yeah. Okay, well, so I have a lot of up? fancy short films. I think I'm saying it right. O-M-E-L-E-T-O. And yeah, um, I'll find it, put it up. But what's the name of yours? So mine's called Your Day, and I can't say what it's about because that ruins the film. It's oh, good. It's really, really heavy, and you have to, like, you will cry your eyes out. That said, there's moments of levity in places you won't imagine you'll cry in it. Yeah, that's the site. Yeah, and, there it is. Uh, the site's up for those who aren't seeing the home of award-winning short films, Amaletto, and it'll be up on our site if you want to click on it. Go on. Sorry, Jim. Oh, yeah, it, it goes up there on the 15th, so maybe that's Tuesday. Um, okay. So I'm going to cry Monday, for know. sure. Um, I'm crying for sure. If you don't cry, then you're crazy. You're a sociopath. Then I'm a sociopath, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Then you are sociopath test. Um, it's actually really nice when I... When I screened it, my friend Jason Ritter is in it. He's a wonderful actor. Jason is fantastic. Oh, my God. That's I like I wouldn't him. have done it without him. I basically wrote it kind of with him as the character. I don't think I would have made it if he said no. But um, He's I, such a um, gentle soul, that guy. Put aside his artistry. What yeah. a gentle, gentle soul that, that guy is, really. What a wonderful <laughs> no. person. Through his face. Yeah. And that's what I needed. I needed the sweetest person to just be sweet and that's what he is in in, in the oh, film yeah, no, eeps sweetness but it's real it's not this artificial saccharine nonsense no he can't yeah. fake it nope. i had a friend who met nope. him recently like some people can't fake it i was like i know he's just yeah that guy can't fake it and i always yeah. watch kevin kevin will save the world or whatever the tara butter show yeah, we had 
this guy, this guy is great. Okay, so it's you and, and Jason. It's great. basically okay. me and Jason. My friend Dave mm-hmm. Tooney gets a really brilliant performance in it, and my friend Ellen adds uh, a really wonderful moment of levity, Ellen D. Williams. And, um, yeah, so it's on a difficult subject, but it, it does have levity, and at the end of the day, it's, it's mostly just about love. And I screened it at a lot of film festivals, and at every film festival, I would just have men coming up to me crying. <laughs> And I just oh, really? think that a lot, a lot of these dudes, yeah, hadn't cried in a while. And and even when my friends watch mm-hmm. it, they always FaceTime me, crying. <laughs> it's like, or they made. I should have saved them because uh-huh. when I first was sending it out, they would send me videos of them crying. So it's like I'm so touched. But so how something do you about, react to that when someone comes up to you and says, "I literally was crying." I'm just curious because. It's, like, well, it it's weird? a lot. It's also, it's also <laughs> weird because for the film festivals, I'm sitting in the audience, and one time right. I sat by a woman and I know what's coming and and I'm just watching I'm just like sitting next to someone experiencing and realizing what's happening at a certain time like everyone kind of realizes that at a different space and just like I was just like sitting next to a person losing it like I mean because people really really lose it and 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 I just remember like feeling so much pain for her like I had caused this and then wanting to tell her like Oh, just so you know, you're going to laugh at another point eventually, so it'll make you feel better. I you promise. Know? I promise yeah. it's not going to be like this for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And right. I don't know, it, I'm just very touched. I, it was just so weird how many, it was It was men that really need, I mean, everyone would cry in the theaters, but it was just men that really felt the need to chat with me afterwards. And I think it's because um, maybe they hadn't, cried in a long time and i think it's really hard not to cry in this film <laughs> yeah listen I, okay so now i'm definitely gonna watch it because uh why not i always like crying a good cry's got i like to do it at least once a day <laughs> oh good me too just yeah, usually after i work out yeah. <laughs> yeah you know after i work out i get a good cry and like holly hunter at the end of the pier in uh, broadcast yeah. news am i the only oh one who knows God. that yeah. Okay, I'm just I, checking. All right, so this is what I'm going to ask you now. Um, you've done a lot of voiceover. Well, first of all, you're on American Dad, which uh, I'm a freak about. Yeah, I do it every once in a while. Dad or Family Guy, yeah. Right, so you were in Ted. Yeah. Right? I mean, that yeah. had to be fun, right? I mean, you got to... Yeah, it was much fun. It still and feels like it was to me because we were in Boston for a long time. Where are you was, from? Where are you from? I'm from Modesto, California. Where are you from? Are you from Boston? No, I'm from, I, everybody asks me from a buzz. No, I'm Long Island. It's very similar. Long Island, okay, okay. <laughs> Both a bunch of, you know, there's mass holes and then we're just assholes. It's just yeah. it's a very similar uh, type, of, <laughs> yeah. type of edge. But you're from Modesto. So you're born and raised out here. So you're going to UCSB. This is all very organic for you. Yeah, California, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. And let me ask you, you know, what do we have, like, looking forward? Like, I know we've all been stuck in, at home. I don't mean to use the title of the show, but, like, artistically what do you what have you been doing have you been going nuts um a little bit i had um some i have some projects that i wrote that are in the market um but weirdly i had already finished a lot of the scripts so i didn't it's not like i needed more time to write them which i almost <laughs> did so i'm just kind of um you know they're they're just now um being sent out to have the meeting set so i guess i i just need to um you know, prep for those meetings. And I've been doing a lot of painting and I've been working a lot, you know, doing what I can during oh, all you're a painter. the Black Lives Matter. Um, yes, Black moment. Lives Matter. But yeah. you're, wait, you're a painter. 
I paint, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, don't, I'm not a painter. I think, what do you use, like acrylics or oils or what? I use acrylics and then um, I do uh, charcoal drawings too that are really fast, but I like those. But I usually, I painted an acrylic the other day. It's just, I think I would do it more if it wasn't such a, um ordeal to set everything up. But I was painting a lot, a lot at the work. beginning of COVID. I was really? just like, what else am I going to do, you know? Yeah, so I, I know we have to let you go soon, but I want to ask you, are you watching anything that you're loving right now or binging anything? Has there been anything you've been into? You know what's crazy? And Tell me. This actually, I, I think it actually makes me sound insane, but in, <laughs> in the beginning of all of this, when did this start? The beginning of March? I have mm -hmm. watched maybe five episodes of television and one movie. That's <laughs> I it. don't know how it's So possible. what have you been doing? you reading? I I've love been, this. I've listened to a lot of audiobooks. I, I've been, you know, I was painting for a while. I sing a lot. I spend a lot of time singing. And then now, you know, now I've just been doing as much, you know, outreach as I can. I've been going to a lot of protests. Um, I'm making a website that discusses kind of like the, um, you know, a, a lack of representation for um, diverse um, people and people of color in um, our industry. And just, I don't know, talking to friends and yeah, but I think Ooh, it's so you, weird. You've already mentioned a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Like, you feel like, I'm really sitting here like, Jason, back me up. I feel like I don't do anything now. I, I, I literally can say I slept through this whole thing based off that. I might as well have hibernated and just woke up right. the next day. That's how little I've done in comparison. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. I just and I just finished writing something that's gonna like go out, and I'm like, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, I'm really just a disaster. <laughs> Thank you for inspiring me. I mean, this is awesome. And wait, you said you're out of bed, right? She's all dressed nice and like she got all ready, and I can't even be bothered to comb my beard. This is incredible. Oh, I'm wearing like leggings with dog hair on them, and they have paint all over them. So it's all. Oh, can we do that? What are you wearing? What, what are you? What are you wearing, Jen? She's wearing a very black, a uh, very lovely black top with like a chiffon sleeve. A black top and dirty leggings. Yeah. Would that, that be a chiffon see. sleeve? Am I right? Am I right? Because if I'm right, I have to look at myself. Is that a chiffon sleeve? C H I. I guess it's on kind of. Yeah, anything sheer is like a little chiffon. Oh boy! All right. I don't. All right. Know. I, gotta, I love that. I gotta go look at that. I haven't had to buy any clothes. I'm like, I'm not pants. going. There. Why would I buy clothes? They're gonna. I'm not gonna like them in two months. Yeah. No, no. I, all I wear are shorts or Lululemon like like leg yeah. pants. Like I don't. That's I don't even like. Yeah, that's it. Meditate, yeah. yoga, workout, and uh, now I can't even talk about what I do anymore. So all right, Ginger. All right, real quick. I'm going to keep her on the whole show, Jason. You know this. I don't want to let her go. I know, but Nancy had a really funny joke. She said you did make the, the PGA Tour, Cliff. Um, did you? I'm a big... Do you golf? Let's, let's... No. No, he plays video game golf, um, and he made the and tour I yesterday. I live on a golf course. Oh, no. <laughs> and I made the PGA Tour in re virtual reality, which means nothing. Right. <laughs> I, I've accomplished nothing. I see people play that game, and I'm like, mm -hmm. what is that? I think if we made a video game, let's market it here first. If we made yes. a video game that had some sort of, like, education about American history that that still fit, filled that, like, addictive video game need, I think we'd yes. solve all of our problems. I agree. I'm going to do completely. it. I love Carmen I and now I'm going to make an American history video game. Fuck! 
someone's gonna steal this from me. Don't do it. No, we already have it here. This is this is it. Yeah. Now you gotta, we're gonna Sorry, find you the game. You're talking to. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna get this right. You did it right. There you go. You're t you're talking to a guy who's got a studio that knows how to make games. Just saying. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, I would like to make. It's just the whole thing. Right Deal. All Deal. Right. See what I do? This is what I do. Ginger, I, I honestly cannot thank you enough for being here. If I had my way, you'd just be here a lot more often. Jason, do you have anything you want to ask? Thank you. I feel we... bad. I didn't ask you any questions. Oh, no, I feel very I like selfish. No, no, I was no, busy I, I wondering wanna... whether or not my, my phone was going to collapse the whole time. Oh, no, it's no we'll problem. We'll, we'll, um, we wanted to ask you questions okay. anyway, because everybody knows all about us, and we're not that uh, near as interesting. Um, we did get one question and you don't have to answer it, but do you, I do want to know this. Do you know why you don't have to tell me the answer, but do you know why, um, Steve Carell's wife in the show is in jail? Oh yes, please. Someone. Oh, you don't have to tell us, but oh, I just, I want if, crazy. Mexico grow in jail. If you, I just want to know if you know, I don't need you to tell me. I want to find oh, out. I kind of oh, need my, you to tell me. That is I is I don't know. And I have everyone calling me asking me. <laughs> Does Greg and Steve know? Do you know if they know or John? Does anyone know? Well, admittedly, I haven't finished the series because I was like going to all these protests. So does it not I I, I guess we no, don't they never the tell us. The no. Oh my god. Well, whatever it is, it's gonna be funny. I'm sure they know. Okay. For sure. All because right, they wrote it so early. They wrote that she was in jail so early that they yeah. they for sure haven't. Yeah, or it'll be like you know, in Lost, know. didn't really know what was going yeah. on. That would be the other. That'd be the great one if they just never really said. They just are like, well, yeah. that's my good friend. <laughs> he's like my family. Is uh, is Jack Bender? So he directed almost all the Lost from the second episode to the last oh, episode. Oh my! He directed the series finale too. And you know, you talk to Jack, he's just like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm fucking new. Open the hatch. <laughs> Open the hatch. We're opening that. We're in Hawaii. It's like, what are you, like, We're okay, everybody's life. dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People are Dan dying. Lindelof hadn't perfected his, his utter genius yeah. yet. That's I'm so just funny. saying. All right, listen, I have to let her go. I hate this, but Jason and Ginger, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, what a treat. Thanks for watching my work. I'm so flattered. And we're really appreciative of all your work. And, and even though you haven't watched any of it during this time, we have watched lots of it. So thank you very much. Ginger. And I'm going to leave you with this. Whatever it I'm is, doing I'm saying. My part. Oh, no. She's what? doing her part. She really is. I'm not going to stop watching her. I'm going to let her go. Just go. Right. I'm going to keep you talking forever. Bye, <laughs> Gonzaga. Seriously. Bye. So wonderful. Have a great one. I, I honestly, I felt I was getting a little tongue tied. This is what happens. I think I'm, am I blushing? Um, I don't know. I, I think I can make myself blush by just doing this now. Now I've learned how to turn purple onto my face. Um, no, she's great. I, I wish we got, we'll work on it. Maybe we can get her back with a better connection next time. But it was really good to talk to her. She's so smiley and dramatic. Oh, look my at, God. Yes. Look at what happens when you spend the entire um, quarantine time. actually like doing things productive and, and, and spending all that. You, 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 and all that you come out of it with a smile. I mean, yeah, look, three scripts. She's going up protest after protest. She, what else did she do? She started uh, the website to have open dialogue about uh, about um, women in. Well, just representation TV. overall. People. Under representation. Oh, not yeah. even in film and TV. Uh, even better. And and oh, she's got that short film now that's that's going to be on uh, on Leto. I, this mm -hmm. is like she sings a lot. Man. She's singing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. She's singing, and yeah. she's doing audible books. And yeah. she's watched five 
episodes of TV. I thought I think I watched five. Ginger episodes is amazing, Nancy. Before I Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the army. I watch more TV before six a.m. than you watch all day. I did. I I mean, I I don't want to make it sound like something, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep. So I um, and it wasn't even the middle of the night. It was like five thirty. So you smoked weed? No, <laughs> I watched uh, I watched uh, the newest That's episode amazing. of uh, Harley Quinn. That's why I fell asleep to fall back asleep. I just watched the okay. new episode. Are they all out now? Is it done? I'm waiting for it to be done so I can binge. More. There's two more. Okay. I got it because I really I, – I, did we talk at all about what we do in the Shadows season finale? Because we got a few minutes. Yeah. We, we did, did, right? Because yeah. I still can't stop thinking about it. I mean – and I don't know why Scott Porch said that thing on Twitter, like we don't need three or four title cards at the opening credits or whatever. I was like, I don't <laughs> mind the title cards. I don't mind them at all. It's like another second where I think there's going to be something else funny. Oh yeah, no, it was so good. Like I when it when it ended, like I knew it was coming close to the end because I could kind of see the time. But I was like, just give me 10, 15 more minutes of the show today. Don't, don't, don't end me right there. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you something One that minute. I found interesting. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, I didn't mean to that time oh, actually. Oh, it's fine. That's I didn't fine. have anything to say. All I was doing was repeating myself. I, I'm still thinking about Ginger Gonzaga. I, I mean, now I'm gonna go back and do a retrospective all around. I, I got to watch that short film too. She wrote and directed this thing. She said, uh, this is why you see these people. They're so talented. It's like their talent just emanates like, like right. beauty. It's really well, crazy. Well, and she's worked with everybody. I mean, we, everybody. you know, people that she's worked with. I know people, I don't know anybody. I know, uh, I, I know <laughs> she, like ten, four dozen comedians, maybe um, total. Like that's everybody I know. And she's worked with like six of those, you know, um, voiceovers, stand up. I, yep. I mean, improv. Like just relax, give it like let let no, me no. let someone else catch up. Let a white male don't relax. Up. Keep yeah. going. Go hard. Go hard see, to the hoop. See, we have it. It really yeah, does. It look real. what what. But this is it. This is my agent is a woman at, at a big. A. It's like she doesn't even have an assistant yet. Like, thank God that you know they obviously renewed a contract, but not an assistant. Where guys who just suck have assistants. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's a weird thing where it's like it's not always so obtuse. Right. Some of it's very, very sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You it, can't it, even look at that unless you know her. You can't right. say, oh, well, why don't you have an assistant? But every dude does. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a little bothersome. All right. But I digress. There, there was a reason that because it was Ginger. I was talking about yeah. Ginger and all that she's doing. Yep. Again. But there was another thing I wanted to talk about, which is away from her. So can you get me back on track? You are on uh, what we do with shadows in the shadows. I went off of that because I said the title cards. I don't mind it. It might be funny. I, I feel like I was roaming into an actual we were just talking about comment we were talking about content because we were talking we went from um we went from uh talking about harley quinn you asked about if we talked about what we do in shadows and we talked about like making that just a little bit longer and then you went back to talking about yeah oh okay thank you you got it so in modern family this is what i'll we have a few minutes so so i noticed and going back i've been watching a lot of the old modern families but the uh, one of the most innovative episodes was that um you ever see the one with the iphone oh yeah the one where that's all in computers yeah. So now I realize that what they did, again, what they did in Mythic Quest is absolutely unbelievable, but it was not um, groundbreaking. No. Well, I mean, and did you ever watch that movie? Like, uh, what was it called? Unfriended? Or um, I never did watch that movie. It looked really bad. Is it worth? It's not watching? that bad. It's actually pretty good. I mean, it's not. You're not. You're not going to win any awards for complete originality. But the the the, the idea is this girl killed herself at a party. And is haunting these people who are all online at the same time and killing, picking them off one by one while they're watching the video. 
Um, and it's, it's all done within the, the, the confines of the screen. And actually for, for what it is, it worked out really well. They, and there's that, that other one with, uh, Cho, uh, the, the guy, Cho? no, not Margaret Cho. Uh, the guy Margaret from Star Trek and from Harold and Kumar. Um, oh, 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 um, yeah. I don't remember his name, but that guy. Yeah. And that, that was where his kid got, uh, 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 yeah, John Cho. John Cho, and that's where his kid gets kidnapped, and they do that the whole show within the, the whole movie within it. I'm I I I'll admit that mm. both of those those pieces I enjoyed a lot. They do a good job living within those confines. Really, okay. So what is it called? No, I'm asking. Uh, the one that uh, John Cho did. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It's on Netflix, right? I know that we got the Spike Lee movie on Netflix now, which we get to watch. And here's the thing I was thinking about while you're looking that up over. Uh, after we spoke to Jacqueline yes, uh, the other episode, see, I caught myself. When we spoke to Jacqueline on our other episode, Jacqueline Foley from Rotten Tomatoes, what I was thinking about afterwards was this. They get to see everything for free. And I feel that critics should have to pay for movies in order to critique them. Because if you're getting it for free, you can't be as objective as if you went and took money out of your own pocket and went somewhere or stayed at home to watch something. Yeah. I, it, now, I have a question for you on this, because in video yeah. games, this is a really big deal, because a lot of games and swag get given to people, and there's all these embargoes um, where you're not allowed to critique the, uh, the game until after it's released. You can't, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, it's almost to the point where you can't even review the game before it's launched or released. You, um, and, and they give you all, and you, they, they invite you to these big parties and you go drinking and you get a bunch of swag from Activision or whoever. And it, it was a big deal. And it, it, it kind of came to a head a couple of years ago where people, some people were like, nope, we're not doing this anymore, but it's still very prevalent. Um, is that the same in movies? Do people, they get wined and dined by the, the studios and stuff to just, oh, yeah. What, like missing? during the award seasons, they have, uh, you know, it's like, a like Miramax or, but, you know, they would be the biggest. They'd all have parties for the foreign press, and they have parties for the Academy. And it's, you know, it's called the name of the movie party. So it's right. the, you know, what we do in the shadows party, you know, that yeah. they're holding. And they invite a lot of other people and celebrities and beautiful men and women and, you know, and they wine and dine them in the same way. But I'm saying even on the less level of, like, the person who's a critic, and they just get sent all the screeners. So they yeah. don't have to leave their house. They're mm -hmm. not, there's no uh, dog in the fight. There's no stake in the game. There's nothing. Right. Skin in the game. Skin in the game. What do you think that would do? Do you think they'd be more honest or would they be more angry? Would they be, would they like Yeah, more? they'd be more real. Uh, well, they'd be more honest, first of all, right? Because they, they wouldn't be uh, hoping that their name gets attached to right. a, uh, a trailer moment. Right, which is always right. the funniest thing. Like, you just say nice things about a movie and they're right. going to pick out, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> says, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, John, dot, amazing dot, 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 says John of... Uh, you know, whatever. John uh, Richardson.org, you know, yeah. yeah. But that's exactly right. So, yes, I think they'd be more honest. They'd be more objective. But on top of it, it's like I said, it's skin in the game. If I, like this weekend, I'm going to spend money, like I always do, and I'm going to buy The King of Staten Island. Me too. And I'm going to watch it. And that's how I'm going to tell you if it's funny, because I spent my hard earned money watching this movie, paying for this movie, and taking two hours of my life to do it. Mm -hmm. After yep. you do that, then you can talk about, and, and not money that your studio's paying for, you know, it's money out of your pocket right now that you don't get to spend on something else. Yep. I nope. feel like you write a more honest review. Otherwise, uh, it's payola in a yep. very subtle way. 
Yep, a little bit. You just want to, yeah, you're just trying to keep it going. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. how are you keeping it honest otherwise? Are we done again? We're done. Yeah. We're done. It's time. It is time. I don't. All right. So we're closing out, right? Do we have anything we want to say before we come back to our, our next I, I hope everybody enjoys a, their weekend and really gets a yeah. chance to do what you need to do. Um, if you have time, because it is two and a half hours, we can. We will be talking about The King of Staten Island on Monday. It is a long movie. I looked at it. That's why I started watching uh Artemis Fowl and Judd Apatow, because uh, uh, you got you got to know that he doesn't make a movie under two hours right. and ten minutes. Um, <laughs> two hours and eighty-seven minutes. So that's three hours and, 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 and seventeen minutes. So, is it? No, yeah. yeah. So, but um, but other than that, I just want everybody to be careful and take care of each other, and I hope Ooh, that the conversations go. can keep going in a positive way. Because you know, the last thing I want to see, I, I've been you know out there is just like we still are all in this together guys you know there's no use in fighting we we gotta we still gotta take care of each other um just because we're getting to the end of this doesn't mean our responsibilities are over and i'll cap that off with uh we'll talk about it on our next episode but if you haven't watched the dave Chappelle sermon on youtube uh the half hour it's a sermon it's uh it's as good as anything i've ever heard and it's as inspirational as any of the great inspirational speeches you'll ever listen to um but it's it's compelling man so uh Watch that, because this is not going anywhere. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. All right, and guys. Everyone, we'll see you next time. Stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, everybody take care of each other. I love you guys. Yes. All right, we'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. A podcast network.